Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Patrick, so we don't usually Patrick, we don't usually do video, but if you want to have your video, what? No goofs. We're not oh, doing... Oh, yeah. I'll unvideo it. No jokes on this podcast. This is all serious. That's not true. <laughs> I don't want you guys messing around. Welcome to The Crunch, episode 75. It is your boy Ethan, a.k.a. Bro Postle. And I'm Patrick at Catholic Pat. We have a guest on the show today. Haven't had a guest in a very long time. His name is Steve the Missionary. Hello, Steve. Hi, Hi everyone. I'm Steve the Missionary at Steve Missionary. Oh, throwing in the Twitter handle already? Already the yep. You're already doing the end of podcast self-promote? Well, it was a rhythm. That you guys already started. We did. It's very important. It's very important for the audience members to know that there is no the in his handle. That's true. It's confusing because there's a the in his name. Twitter gave us all these Steve. extra characters for like the name, but no extra characters on the actual on the like, at- handle. Oh. And so I couldn't fit the the. I was very sad. That is sad. That's a that's an injustice. We should call in. See what we can do it's to fix it. Bigotry is what it is. <laughs> How's it going, Steve? Thanks for coming on our show today. <laughs> Things are going good. Um, Lent is about to happen, and okay. I thought I thought my life was going to be more relaxed during Lent, but it turns out it won't. So, what does that mean? Yay. Tell me more. Um, work was work you know, was what, really busy, and uh, Steve, what do you what do you do? Yeah, what's your? I am uh, in my day job the coordinator for young adults and evangelization for the diocese of. Blah, blah. Um, <laughs> Should we call California. you? Should we call you? Should we not say your last name, missionary, on the podcast? Should we just call you Steve? Go Steve ahead and say. Name? Go ahead and say missionary. Okay, that's, good. That's always fun. Perfect. I'm Mister the Missionary. Mister Mr. the Missionary. Thank you for coming on our yeah. podcast today. Absolutely. <laughs> that's awesome. Steve the Missionary Johnson. <laughs> so, young adult ministry is rocking pre Lent. Why? Tell me more. Uh. Actually, it was a bunch of liturgical stuff that's rocking pre-Lent. So adult oh. confirmations they decided to oh. give to me, uh, which happened before the teenager confirmation. So uh-huh. January and February. Right. And right of election. I don't know if you know about this. When you get when you get baptized as an adult, uh, there's all, all those extra rites that happen in Mass. So you see them happening during Lent where like they get blessed in the middle of Mass and then there's they're called like cool things like the right of exorcism and the right of welcoming and stuff mm, like that. Mm. So one of them happens at cathedral and it's called the right of election. And it's a lot of fun. Like they stand up and say that they like want to get baptized and they believe the things of the church. And then their sponsors, like their godparents stand up and say like, yes, we understand Here's what we're which doing. Which one gets cut, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they all vote one out. And then Randy yeah, Randy Randy Jackson is up at the front and says, "Dog, that isn't good. You're not your election isn't good enough." And he kicks you out. Yeah. So and one of the candles goes out. Whoa. 
<laughs> well, one of the Paschal can- one of the baptismal candles get yes. Instead of snuffed. instead of slamming a button and a giant X appears, the judge slowly walks up to a candle and tries to get it lit for thirty seconds, and then once it does, they walk away and say, <laughs> "You're out." <laughs> it's a lot less dramatic than the X factor. Those- <laughs> God dang it! What we need to do is we need to get you know how like a comedic line of of uh, dynamite that they can light and it just travels along the floor and snakes up and down and around and then they blow up and they hold up a sign that says help. <laughs> That'd be fun too. Can we put that in the liturgy? Can we, Steve? Can we put that in the liturgy? Honestly, I don't see you're why in not. charge. Yeah, you're in charge Tell of me it. Why not? Do they that, not? Do they not have a liturgy part. person that is could be in charge of these things? Well, how come this falls on your shoulders? They do well. It takes more than one liturgy person, so I'm oh. the paperwork person. Oh, <laughs> gotcha. You're the guy with, yeah, I get it. I'm nowhere near bossy enough or like extra enough to be a liturgy person. I, or, nor do I care about details enough. <laughs> yeah, see, so, that's that's where it gets you. Not detail oriented. Yeah. Put him on paperwork so they, then. They give it to someone else and they give me a bunch of paperwork. Yeah. That's good. How did you get so, <laughs> into like. I don't even know what a diocese is, let alone what a, <laughs> what a young adult person does in a diocese. I don't think that my diocese, uh, Kansas City, even has that person. Maybe they do, but I don't ever see them. Like, what, Maybe. How did you even – hold on. How did you even slip into this? Tell me, how did you get where you are? I don't so even know. So I, I did Focus for three years. Mm. Uh, Shout out Focus. Shout out Focus. Shout out Focus. We like um, Focus. I, I've heard. <laughs> how long ago? How long ago was that? By the way, how many uh, years that ago? That was uh, two and a half years. Is when I quit. Did, I, I left Focus at the end of oh, and, uh, uh, 2015, May 2015. Did you ever meet Alex and Sanchez? Where were you? Yes, he's our team director uh, here at K State. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, he's awesome. Anyway, Patrick, go ahead. Wait, Steve, you quit? You quit in May of 2015? Yeah, and you were. That's the semester I graduated. So wait, you were stationed at what school? So I was at Franciscan my first year. That's Whoa. crazy. I go there. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so annoyed. I've told you. I know all these and things about your household. I know a couple of your, I guess, your <laughs> or whatever. He knows my big in household. It's so funny. Steve and I are connected <laughs> through people. It's so weird. That's so You're always cute. one degree of separation away from Steve the missionary. That's I'm actually going, honestly I'm going to Steubenville in May, um, the week after Pentecost. So if you're still there. We should hang Maybe. out. Maybe. Feel free to come to Kansas oh. whenever. Just saying. Sure. <laughs> He'll fly over Kansas to get to me. How's that? That's fine. Just wave. At least wave. That's all we want is for somebody to wave while they fly I promise over. I will wave. Thank you, Steve. <laughs> so I was in focus for three years. Uh, the first year was in Franciscan University mm-hmm. uh, in Steubenville, Ohio. The second year was at Temple University in Philadelphia. Go, Go Eagles. Temples. Um, go temples. Go, zig- go ziggurats. They're, they're the owls, actually, <laughs> which is fun. Um, and then my third year was in Orange County, California, uh, half at Cal State Fullerton, half at UC Irvine. Woof. Uh, so, yeah, it was all exhausting. The and OC, as they call it. The OC. Uh, as as I was finishing up, I was I was I was broke and burnt out, and but all of my skills were still in ministry i still wanted to work for the church i still wanted to do it in young adult settings mm. so i was applying to like church jobs youth young adult ministry jobs at parishes and uh 
campus ministry jobs at various schools. And all of my favorite ones were getting picked up by other focus missionaries. <laughs> people And people Classic. that I couldn't hate. They were like, you're the best person in the world. I can't be angry at you for stealing like my dream job from me. So I'm going to go be sad over here. And... Uh, and you, at, when you're finished focus, like the dream in, in a lot of ways is to move to Denver because that's where all the hip, beautiful, young Catholics are. And I mean, God didn't give me a job in Denver. Uh, so Denver's the promised land. Saturn is Saturn. One of the missionaries at uh, Cal State or Cal State, UC Berkeley, um, said they're looking for a young adult, new evangelization person. Jesus. And they said they're looking for someone that was trained in like discipling and discipleship ministry. So focus. What? One who speaks an amount of Spanish. I'm like, heck yes. There's like four of those total. <laughs> so sign me up. The Venn diagrams aligned perfectly. <laughs> and at the very exactly. middle was, <laughs> was Steve and three other losers who didn't get the job. <laughs> Steve walks in the room. I, Hello and hola. My name is Steve. <laughs> <laughs> like really stressing the Spanish roots. Que like, tal, mi amigo? My name is Steve, but you can call me Esteban. <laughs> my name I, is I My name is that. Steve, and I have an El Perro Loco. <laughs> Those are the only two words that knows in Spanish. We talked about that last. Yep, that's I remember that. One. That was a callback. <laughs> that's a callback. We're professional podcasters. Levanta, so how did amigo? Mm. Go for it, Pat. So we we know you through Twitter. Dot com. But Twitter.com. Shout out Twitter.com. But you also have a thing that you do on the internet that's not Twitter and that that is some that is like your face related. It's a way in which you fit yeah. you show people your face. What is that called? I, sh- I show my face on on YouTube. Dot yes. com. Uh, that's what it is. Dot com. Thank you. Shout, <laughs> shout out YouTube.com. <laughs> Uh, it's I'm getting better. It's now at once a week. Once a week, I show my face on YouTube and I talk about things on a channel called Steve the Missionary. Wow. And I started doing that my summer between my first and second year of Focus, which was I just had a lot of thoughts and no one to tell them to because you only have three coworkers when you're on campus, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Th- you only have three friends, really. <laughs> so I started. <laughs> means you're, that means, started that making... means you are a very bad missionary, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe, maybe. Uh, so I started making these videos and a lot of them, especially back then started as like conversations I was having with students, whether they were students in my Bible study and we were talking about things or when we were out on campus talking to strangers about things. And Philly is a great place to meet atheists. Actually, it was a ton of fun. And I would like take these conversations and then I would, you know how you have an argument in your head in the shower and you win every time. Uh-huh. Um, that's where essentially <laughs> writing a script for a video is that I'm driving <laughs> I'm in the shower, I'm cleaning, uh, you know, I'm mopping the floor. I'm like, Oh yeah, I could have said this and that instead. And so I would say it in funny ways on a camera oh. or on my camera phone and put it on, on YouTube. And that was the beginning of Steve, the missionary. My question is it's a very effective way. How come, how come you didn't start a Catholic <laughs> podcast? Because that you could have been, ahead of the game you know uh, I, here's the thing i was ahead of the game in the youtube business that's true too. so either way you were ahead of the game and my and the thing i knew and loved was youtube i was a I still am a youtube addict really uh oh yeah 
How do you, how did you who are you addicted to? What's the what is your drug of choice? Back then it was like the the uh, the Vlog Brothers, John and Hank Green. Yu-Gi-Oh abridged. Yeah. <laughs> and then like um, ASTF movie. Yeah. Oh gosh. Charlie the Unicorn mostly. Charlie the Unicorn mostly. I consider uh, myself a YouTube. Shoes uh over and over and over again just watching shoes. Is that a <laughs> is that a reference? I, mean, I don't know. You guys what, not know shoes? I don't know shoes. Patrick, do we know shoes? I know shoes. It wasn't that funny. And how <laughs> dare you? What shoes? It was back. It was back when it was back when white dudes cross dressing was the pinnacle of comedy on the internet. Like that was. It still is, is. I was literally about to say, it's is true. it not anymore? <laughs> Side note about cross dressing: one of my professors this semester is a drag queen. So Fun. what? Yeah, he, he. You go to a secular university. I do. <laughs> Like, is that the class? Is that what you're taking? It is a cross-dressing class. Um, and every I have learned how to walk in wedges and also three-inch nice. heels. And I I know what gauchos are now. So we are in it to win it. <laughs> are gauchos pants is the... That is the that is the great Catching Foxes question from their interview with Claire Sawarinsky that I listened to yeah. last night. It's whatever. Oh, I haven't listened to that one yet. Anyway, we were talking about shoes. We were talking about YouTube. So yeah, my addiction back then was like these uh, educational type with a lot of fast jump cuts, which is how I still do. Now my addiction is like these video essays that like go in uh, depth on a movie or do something. Do you watch Nerd Writer? I love Nerd I Writer. I absolutely despise Nerd Writer. <laughs> okay, why? Okay, his videos to me are the pinnacle of pseudo intellectualism. Oh, totally. It's like <laughs> it's all this vapid surface level and then Miyazaki drew another anime character, but this one was more creative than the last. And it's like, okay, dude, you're cool. Like, we get it. I don't know. I just, it's just not for me. But I do like. So now, but I now am into like that, but made by a Catholic. Yeah, that's my goal now. I am really into like Royal Ocean Film Society and Every Frame of Painting and all of those guys. Like, oh, I, yeah. I like them too. Those are fun. I like those mm-hmm. film film essays. But Nerdwriter, yeah. for whatever reason, just his tone of voice reminds me of everybody that I hated in high school. So <laughs> it's whatever. And that was and that was really kind of the point of starting YouTube is I found a lot of a whole culture on YouTube. And it's it's a fun, exciting. Some people annoy you, some people you enjoy. Uh, and they ha- they talk they're talking to each other and they're creating this culture, and there's no Catholic voice in that culture. And so I started looking for myself like I would Google like Catholic vlog, Catholic YouTube channel. Uh-huh. And all I would find are like, um, back then <laughs> father Baron. Yeah. Um, who's good, but kind of a little long and a little boring. A little stiff, like, a little stiff, especially in the early days. And somewhat unrelatable too. That's one of the things is like, you go to him if you want knowledge, like if you want like sage mm-hmm. knowledge, right? Like mm-hmm. this person knows so much more than me, but if you want like someone who you could have a coffee with, it's a little bit tougher to watch. I would super have a coffee with Bishop Barron, but that's just me. I would have um, a coffee with his dog. <laughs> I would have a coffee with Is his go- with Does his personal schlep boy, Brandon Vaught. I would have a coffee with him. I would have schlep I would have a coffee boy. with with um with sweater and khaki Bishop Barron. Mm. I don't know True. if I'd be able to stand I don't know if I'd be able to like compete or like be in the same room with with full on cassock Bishop Barron because I feel I'd feel too intimidated by the by the ecclesialness. Bishop, Bishop Barron is kind of buff when he's just wearing the sweater and the khaki. Like you can see his arms. I think he lifts. Mm-hmm. He could probably take He oh. totally does. Yeah. You saw those pictures of him could at the Getty and L- the what? 
What? <laughs> the museum in uh in LA. No, I short sleeve cleric shirt. And you're like, oh shoot, you lift. <laughs> it's a game changer. <laughs> I need to look that up. It was a game changer. <laughs> you guys talk while I look up pictures of Bishop Baron. No, stop looking up pictures of Stop it, Ethan. No. Not on the podcast. Do it doesn't matter. The audience can't see. The so audience Steve, can't see. it doesn't affect what <laughs> What would you say what would you say the the differences between like working in a mission field with focus versus working in kind of a, a de- you're put, you're pushing the pencil. You're not you're not on you're not on the street anymore. Wait, hold you're, on. I thought like we were talking about YouTube. I thought we were talking about YouTube. Oh, we're not. Let's let's I pull thought you were changing the subject. No, no, no. I was right, just fine. I was literally just looking up pictures of Barrett. Like I wasn't doing anything. Let's Either, back I it didn't up. know how lost you were going to get in the sauce on that one. I was just trying you, to save the podcast. How often do you think somebody says we're lost in the sauce in reference to an auxiliary bishop of the Catholic Church? <laughs> <laughs> My guess is that's the, that's the first time it's ever happened and we caught it on record. We have it. Put it in the Vatican archives. We're keeping it. <laughs> Speaking well, of the static, no, I'm just That's funny. No, YouTube. see, I want to ask more about YouTube because I – what okay. do you think that – where do you think Catholic YouTube is headed? Because I don't really know who to watch, what to watch other than you and TCC. I don't really watch New Catholic mm-hmm. Gen. Sorry, Franciscan out there, the people. Um, but like I, I don't know – I don't know what the logical progression is because I see the the big boys out on YouTube right now. Or like Jake mm-hmm. and Logan Paul and all of them. Well, not so much Logan Paul anymore, but uh, Jake yeah. Paul. Ooh, triggered. And like they do stuff that just is not necessarily possible for somebody that's living a life of virtue. So, <laughs> how do you what? Where do you see that? How do you fit into the culture? How do you change the culture? Like, what is the future? Where does Catholic YouTube need to go to catch up with the rest of everybody else? That's a great question for someone smarter than me um (laughs) i think so one of the things is but something like like six years worth of videos are uploaded on youtube every day or something absurd so there's a ton of people on there and that means that there's a ton of subcultures in and i think that like all very quickly we're seeing that the stuff we like to see as catholics on youtube even among the catholic youtubers um includes like i don't the people that are catholic but do other things like i have a friend he does something called bonsai reviews and i don't watch it because it's not my thing but it's a lot of other people's thing it's literally reviews of hotel rooms in vegas oh (laughs) posts a video where he like he like shows you the hotel room in vegas and he um all these hits and, and all these people like him and now he's getting like deals at hotel rooms so that he can review them and he's making kind of a dent in this corner of youtube and he's also like super catholic but huh. it's, that doesn't have anything to do with the channel he's he actually graduate of franciscan university he was a knight and all these things boo how much how much is his catholicity relevant in the videos does he just not talk about it at all or oh, it never comes up because okay. he's talking about how like how yeah. awesome the entertainment system. And is, that's right? the thing is, I think if you so, shoehorned it in, then it wouldn't be good for anybody. It wouldn't be good for the Catholic no, sphere, it and it wouldn't be good content in general. It's like we love um, music by Catholics, um, even when it's not specifically church 
music, we're finding a lot that we lo- we love videos by Catholics, even if it's not like this is about the Eucharist today. Uh-huh. Um, so so that's one. That's one section. It's like if you are Catholic and make a video, but you like this style of video, go and do it. Mm. Um, in the in the people that are making specifically, I guess, Catholic content, and I hate the word content, but um, <laughs> you know, specifically Catholic videos, content. Content. Ugh. <laughs> uh, Too much content. <laughs> the market is really saturated. The market is really saturated with all the content. Uh, they're putting out really good content right now. That's so why I can't. This the, is why I cannot handle the Catholic Creatives Facebook pages because it's a whole bunch of that. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Anyway, wait. You're on the Catholic Creatives Facebook page? Yeah, son. I was on it before you. Were you? Oh, I'm not on it. Oh, were you not invited, Patrick? Ooh, was Patrick? Steve, I don't think Patrick uh, was invited to the Catholic Creative. Even Christmas I do the page. same thing you do. Why am I not on the? <laughs> can you just check? Can you just check your Twitter follower account and then my Twitter follower account and then get back to me? Okay, yeah, 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 meetup. What, Steve? Yep. What did you? I didn't hear what you said. But that won't get you invited to the meetup. Oh, that's true. That's true. That's true. I wouldn't go to that oh, meetup I'm, anyway. So, I'm done. All right, keep talking about YouTube while I angrily look up Catholic creators on Facebook. Attaboy. So a little bit back on track. <laughs> Sorry, Steve. <laughs> With the, like the specifically Catholic content, like there is already stuff out there. It's it edges a little bit more to the EWTN mm. church militant style. Ooh. Um Wow, I was gonna be neutral, but okay. And... <laughs> Sorry, ignore my noises. <laughs> When after we're done recording, I'm going to tell you the tweet that I almost tweeted at EWT. Oh, but heck yeah! <laughs> hey, their their um their Twitter person. I met her at SLS. She's super cool, and they're they're really. She seems cool. Anyway, go on. <laughs> yeah, I've met her, or like we've traded emails before. She's a lot of fun because like a year ago, like EWT came out. And we're like we're snarky now, and we're like, oh yes, oh yes, please. Um, so that was, that's, that's been fun. Um. So we're seeing in like the specific Catholic content, like the most, um, uh, the most money is being put into this sort of style. And so everyone else, it's kind of fun. It feels like, like indie bands are just kind of putting together, um, their own thing. And a lot of the best stuff is living my life and bouncing, I guess, off of uh, Christian teaching. So talking about when it's easy and fun, talking about when it's difficult, uh, complaining every now and then, uh, showing that, a life that is uh, lived out and kind of uh, dictated to, ooh, that's a bad way to put it, but uh, by Christian teaching or by Catholic teaching can be joyous, can be fun, can be funny or sarcastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, doesn't You don't abandon your humanity to be Catholic. So that's that exists in there. And so I've yet to see, or I've seen a couple of um, like that super glossy uh, Logan Paul style stuff. Um not necessarily in like all I do is smash plates to make my fiance mad at me, but um, <laughs> but in terms of look at me carrying a camera around while I do exciting things. Also, I am Catholic, so that's like shoot. What's her name? She's from the Philippines and she does a really good job. Or but like Father Rob Galea does that a I lot. Don't, I don't know who that is. These are good. I'm gonna put these in the in the notes. Yeah, I'll find out the random Filipino girl that's doing. Really <laughs> find out job. the Filipino girl and then also the other guy. Father, Father Rogalea, he's from like New South Wales or somewhere what? in Australia, That's and he's, awesome. he's he's a singing priest. Like he he tours and he does shows. And he's got the uh, New South Wales in 
no, whatever he's from in Australia has a very different accent than the rest of Australia. Uh-huh. So you're watching this video like, what's going on? <laughs> and because he tours so much, he does, he films a lot of like airports or like, these are the cliffs of whatever in this cool country I just went to. And then while he's doing that, he's splicing it with like, like contraception or something wow. like really involved. Yeah. Something really involved. That's bold. But, it is, and but it kind of works because it's it, he makes these gorgeous videos. So if you're willing to sit through a little bit of doctrine plus like film from his show, which could be exciting to you, like he's a great place to go. Like Father Rob does, does a pretty good job. I could never do that. Imagine. Uh, <laughs> can we just take a minute and just think about this? Close your eyes, picture this in your mind. Uh-huh. Bishop Barron holding a <laughs> camera, walking through an airport, talk, <laughs> talking about the the hot dog that he just ate and like reviewing it and then like snappy editing over the top and then he puts the camera the plane takes off and he takes it turns it back on himself and he says we're going to blah and it's like i'm just imagining how weird that would be coming from him you know but yeah. i but i really want it to happen now now that i now that i know <laughs> there are clergymen that do this i expect it yeah. uh from our bishops i would like to see it from um bishop much, Umbers. oh so true. yeah how, i was gonna say how much how much we got to just mail him a camera. Be like, listen, your excellency. <laughs> just point and click. <laughs> it's, awesome. it's like a gun. Just, you know how to use one of those. <laughs> you got to use one every time you walk out of your front door. There's a freaking hyena sitting in your Jeep. Does he have a Does he have a Jeep and also are hyenas native to Australia? There are no hyenas in Australia. Dude. Did you not watch Kratz Creatures as a kid? <laughs> no, they ship him in. That's the kangaroo. He doesn't. Together. He doesn't live in the Sahara. In. He does not. I'm sure he <laughs> he has a nice house in a paved street outside. The worst that'll be there is an Australian squirrel, you ninny. Yeah, uh, paved streets. Don't hey, stop. on the beaches in, the beaches, in Australia, the beaches, they don't care. crocodiles. There's there's crocodiles in the ocean, and they're so much meaner than alligators. Australia is terrifying. <laughs> Australia is terrifying. Interesting. I had a friend that didn't want me to go to World Youth Day Australia because of the animals there. <laughs> because of the animals? <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't go because of the spiders. The spiders are no exactly. joke in Australia. And they hide under your toilet seat. Uh-huh. No thanks. I'll stay here. No thank you. <laughs> I don't like spiders. Literally, my whole my whole bottom half just kind of clenched up a little bit right when you said that. <laughs> Did I, you say it's as big as a toilet seat? At least that means it can't hide underneath one. <laughs> No, it it's it's like a deadly spider. It's like like a brown recluse out here. But if it I hides ever under your toilet, under the lip of a toilet, if I ever have enough money, you when you sit there. if I ever have enough money to go to Australia, I'm using the extra money that I will assuredly have to pay for somebody yeah. to check all of my toilets before I go in there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have it, I'll it's call him like guy in a vest and a, and, a, and a hat with string hanging down like yeah he doesn't even he doesn't even have to be like somebody that's trained with animals he just has to be an australian that's wearing an hat like that's it that's all that's all that i need him to be and i need him to go in and say you're right and then i'm i'm good like that's all i want he'll be my toilet lackey that'll be his name <laughs> hey thank you for listening to this episode of the crunch Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Um, Steve. Yes. This very good can. very good thoughts about YouTube. My question is, is like mm-hmm. what can the people do? Like because I feel like there's more that the average involved Catholic person can online can do to kind of further the culture, whether it's on Twitter or on YouTube or on wherever. And I think it has to be more than just, oh, I'm going to watch Steve's video every time it comes out. You know, I don't feel obligated necessarily to create something on YouTube, but I do feel like there is a contribution to the culture that I need to be making, but I don't know what it is. And I think a lot of people want to help and they want good Catholic content on YouTube. But uh-huh. <laughs> we don't know where to start sometimes. Do you have – can you speak to that at all? Like what, what does the average Joe do to help this? What does the average Joe do to help this? Uh, so one, if if this is not your thing, like if you hate watching videos on the internet, then no pressure. Like you can walk away without any Scott guilt. Scot-free. Scot-free. Uh, but definitely – but like you have your own – little niche your own little culture where you need to bring christ anyway so like you have your own work to do um but so if you are someone who like like you ethan you're on the internet you like watching videos on youtube you like interacting reacting in some way but do not feel the need to make your own stuff uh uh, what do you do so first is um if if you if there is someone you like in like the catholic um Let them know, like, watch their videos more than once. Like, subscribe, hit the bell, comment, email some encouragement. Emailing some encouragement is a very nice, very nice thing to do. Um, the so, so start with that. And then look at, you know, who they mention, who they collaborate with, who they talk to. Mm. Because they if, if that's your style, then they're, they're kind of bringing this up. I just did a collaboration with uh, uh, Catholic Word of the Day, which was a lot of fun. Cool. Uh, that came out this morning. Oh, nice! And yeah, uh, the word was maniple. So, can I you? Myself. What is that word? What is it? A maniple, not to be confused with man nipple, was <laughs> or mandible, those, or mandible, um, or mandolin. A much um, more appropriate. Hey, I play the mandolin. Hey, you go to Francis. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, I'm the only person Woo! here that plays the mandolin. First of oh. all. That's sweet. No one else here does. <laughs> okay, sorry. Um, it's uh, it's like one of those extra pieces of vestment that they used to wear before the '60s. Mm. Um, and it goes, it's like it looks like a like a waiter's handkerchief, but more designed on uh, a priest's left arm. Oh, and it used to. It started out as like a literal handkerchief for whatever reasons they needed it, and then got you know kind of gussied up and turned into a silk thing um, for various reasons. So maniple. Go watch the video. Okay. This so, is a good like, teaser. Nice. If you're into priests wiping their nose, check out Steve's videos. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, one thing that I can talk about right now. You can cut it out of the show if you want. I'll leave it in. The... <laughs> we won't do that. I would think about how like recently I've moved from receiving the Eucharist on my hands to receiving it on the tongue uh-huh. for, for purposes of crumbs. And 
I was thinking about how if it changed my experience of mass at all. And the only thing I could come up with is how um, it just makes me more okay with picking my nose during mass. <laughs> <laughs> you really are free to do a lot with your hands when you receive you, on the tongue. You are. It's, true. it's great. You're, you're walking up the line. You could be doing yeah. jazz hands, you know, while you're body of Christ. Amen. Voila. <laughs> That'd be one, fun. I, I'm not. I'm not ashamed to admit that once. No, I am ashamed to admit. I'm not going to admit. Say it. it. Say it. <laughs> you can't start it and not finish. I was late for mass. I was late for 6:30 a.m. mass, and I decided I wasn't going to wash my hands. So I'll just receive on the tongue, and then I got to the sign of peace, and I went, "Oh no, that's oh, disgusting." No. You disgust me. And then I just looked at everyone and said, "I'm sick. Sorry, I'm sick." So if you, you ever lie. meet someone at mass and they refuse to touch your hand in the sign of peace and they say they're sick, just look at them and go, I know you didn't wash your hands, you dirty, dirty boy. And then you just judge them and then you receive the Lord. And it's actually, it's an old woman with a frail immune system that you just yeah. dunked on in the middle of the sign of peace. And she's just like, what? I just didn't <laughs> want to get sick. What? what? I'm so sorry. Eugene, somebody's talking to me again. I don't hear what they're saying. It's my it's my old my old woman voice. Did you like that? I, I wear those bird flu masks to to mass. Those little those masks you see people wearing in the airport just for. I don't think they're specifically bird flu masks. I think they're just masks. <laughs> Only wear. Them I think for they were popular. Di- hey, they were popular during. Bird hey, flu. can I get that? Can I get that chlamydia mask real quick? Can I strap that one on? <laughs> just a different think, mask for every disease. It's colored, so you know which one they got. Exactly. Like, if you got the chicken pox mask on, you've already got the chicken pox. You're like, I can touch that person, no problem. Hey, dude, I love your bedazzled surgical mask. That's really cool. <laughs> Thanks, it's for chicken pox. <laughs> <laughs> it's for SARS. Okay. Oh, jeez. <laughs> what? Dude, dude. Why you... do they have the masks? Is it because they're afraid of catching diseases or communicating diseases? Uh, it's it's both. Well, one, yeah. If if it's anything that's remotely airborne, or you cough a lot with with this, with what you have, just throw on the mask and like go 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 along just with your day without any. Throw worries. on the mask like Jim Carrey did. Yeah. Oh boy. Uh, I mean, then I look like I'm walking. I feel like I'm walking through the movie Contagion in the airport. I'm just like terrified of what's going to happen. And that these people is, know something. I know. And that is the stigma we need to fight, Patrick. That's yes, exactly. We need to <laughs> we need to make surgical masks fashionable. I want I want teens in lining Asia up. I want teens lining up on the streets like they do for the new Jordans, but for <laughs> the new Zika mask that's dropping. You know, <laughs> we can. In Asia, they are. They're like you walk you walk down the street and you find like you know storefronts with like mannequins up front, like they're like in a dress and like a silk mask, surgical mask. Dang. Just like check out how stylish your next mask can be. Check out how stylish our smog oh, and infected airwaves are. <laughs> Love that. Is. Yeah. Dang. <laughs> That's wild. I should probably get one of those masks from Steubenville. You probably should. <laughs> you should. It's a, Ohio is a dirty, dirty place. Uh, it's it's a, a dirty, dirty place. place I need vitamin D pills to stay alive. <laughs> Don't we all? I got I got seasonal affective disorder my year there. I started listening to a lot of Bonnie Vare and I realized something was up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get that joke. <laughs> Bonnie Bear is just very depressing music. Oh, cool, cool, People cool. I get it. I don't, I don't listen to by, like, Hey, Bear. I've been listening to a lot of Coldplay. Oh mm. my gosh, dude. You got to like get to the sun yeah. quick. <laughs> yes, exactly what it was. Oh, I get that it. That was a hipper reference. It's a white people. It's a white people joke. I'm in it. I'm mm-hmm. in with it now. 
Um, Patrick, you should ask Steve about the thing you were going to ask him about before we exhausted the YouTube topic. Okay. Um, so the, uh, the difference between diocesan missionary work and mm. like Working focus missionary campus, work. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I don't, I think that your moniker, Steve, the missionary is still appropriate. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I know it's definitely different. Do you wear a tie at work, Steve? I do not, but I do wear real shoes. I used to be a <laughs> ah, that's that's the only. kicker, as they say. Yeah, that is the kicker. <laughs> Sometimes I get to wear sandals to work. I'm like, oh, thank God. Um, oh, but California yeah, I wear classic. a California classic. Uh, I wear I wear real shoes to work. I I have a desk. At the at the interview, they asked me, "Are you okay with doing like um you know." you know, clerical work and administrative stuff. I'm like, yeah, if you give me a desk and they looked at me like I was insane. I'm, like, well, <laughs> I'm a focus missionary. I just, I just planned a mission trip out of a Starbucks. Like, I can do this. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the difference is one is I, there's a layer between me and the people. The people. Now. Yeah. The people. There's uh <laughs> Back then, it was like you just walk around and talk to people, and you talk, and you have your Bible study, you have your people in discipleship, and then you have you know the people where you'll just talk to anybody because you're the Christian on campus now. Hmm. And it was, it was, you felt like Jesus or like the the Christian, a Christian in the best sense. Yeah, where every all of my new all of my actions have the potential to uh, affect somebody in some way. So you, you cared a lot more, you prayed uh, more intently. And uh, that was one of the cool things about being a missionary. So uh, working for a diocese, there's a layer. I go to work at a specific office at the, the chancery, everything they have to is the cool names for everything, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> so I, I work in a chancery, a chancery. And down the hall, down the hall is the tribunal. You know, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and uh, the, the tribunal is fun. The Candlelock Corner is fun because it's all really, really old books. It feels like Harry Potter. Ooh. Anyway, do you? Yeah. I worked at the Chancery Office over a couple summers ago. Sweet, Steve. Do you like it? It sounds like you're talking about it like it sucks. <laughs> um, I like being able to build something, but okay. I, I I very much miss that mm. immediate contact with the people that I'm supposed to be helping. Yeah, I get that. How much, you, as far as still exercise that to some extent? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, yeah, that's why Lent is going to be so busy for me. So mm. I started because um, the beginning of the year, the end of last year, that I had a lot of only office work, and I was not connected with the point of what I was doing. Uh-huh. So I started. Um, there's a church uh, out there that's kind of kickstarting their young adult ministry with um, the Catholicism Pivotal Players DVD series. So every Tuesday and Thursday for Lent. They're going to watch the DVD. I'm going to give like the welcome speech. So I have to like give a short little talk every Tuesday and Thursday throughout Lent. Um, And on top of that, I have to meet with a parish uh, tonight. Actually, we're going to, I'm going to start a Bible study with their parish leadership with the goal of teaching them how to be disciples. I essentially get to be a focus missionary, but for a parish team, but with old people. But with old people, so they want to do everything a lot slower. <laughs> and they have, I don't know, like the older you get, the more um, ways you have to convince yourself not to do something. Uh-huh. Um, especially when it comes to like w- weird things where you have to br- bring yourself out of yourself for the sake of Christ. 
uh, the older you get, the more uh, the more you are the better you are at rationalizing, not doing this, not doing that, not giving to this poor person, not evangelizing to this person, not um, contributing in whatever way. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to deal with people who are twice my age. Wow. And, uh, and trying to be like, like reawaken this, like Jesus is real. The Holy spirit is real. God, the father loves you and wants these beautiful things for everyone. Mm -hmm. And, and he's going to use you to help you help the world get there. Um, that's a scary proposition, no matter how old you are. And it's true. in a sense, it's scarier after you've built the walls around you, which is why college was so much fun as a ministry place. Because people go there with the purpose of hmm. changing themselves. Oh, no. I just realized something scary. I could lose my fire for Christ. That's not... Cooper can. Isn't it the weirdest thing? Like, And we see microcosms of it, at least Patrick and I do or at least I do when I go home for like break or whatever. And it, you just settle back into this routine of suburbia. Not that it's, Ugh. not that it's bad, but like it's suburbia is a soul killer. Sorry. I'm continuing. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I can seen, you know, small aspects of it. I'm that's definitely a big fear. And what I'm really worried about is I, I get into huge fights with people all the time on Twitter, not all the time, but sometimes about, going into parishes and trying to shake things up and get people to realize the things that you were just talking about. Um, and everybody's telling me it's not possible. It's not possible. It's not possible. And you're going in here and you're doing this thing where we're saying, Hey, these are the, this is the leadership. We're going to do this. We're going to teach them about all these things. We're going to tell them that God loves them. But I have so many people tell me that it's just not possible. Do you have any insight as to what we can do? What we, as the younger folk, Granted, we're a little bit younger than you, but kind of the, this the generation that had focus and had life teen and all these things, and we're, we're graduating from college and we're moving into the real parish. How do we even start to approach kind of doing ministry or living mission in a parish setting just for the people that are older than us that are just maybe not on fire? Like what – can you give more practicals, I guess, or just thoughts and mindsets on how to approach that? Uh, okay. I can. Yes. If I keep, if I keep my brain straight, I want to say one thing first to people who are thinking about this in terms of a ministerial way, like I'm a minister in some capacity mm. is, uh, the, especially the generation, especially the younger generation, like my age and younger, um, we are a generation that is just kind of drowning in desolation and and catatonic in our despair i say it about my my roommates i have all i have three like completely secular roommates um shout out ethan's last three years and <laughs> yeah um and i noticed like they 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 all are a lot of them moved to california and they're trying to figure out the world and they they know they know for a fact that the world will not give them what it's promised like the world will not give them the fulfilling of of their own selves but they haven't met anything better, so they're going to try it anyway, which is really mm -hmm. depressing. Yeah. So you're, you're dealing with almost an entire population of people like that when you're ministering. So now if you're just some, some dude, some lady that graduated from college last year or is otherwise 21 and is trying to build a life in all these ways and build a life at church – you 
always do your best to see what's there in an official setting. Like, Ooh, they have this group or that ministry or that thing that I can volunteer for. But also it's taught me and I've, I've learned from an official diocesan position that will reawaken the church is like discipleship friendships Mm. Mm -hmm. or close together. And it's, I I call it unofficial Catholicism. (laughs) You don't have to ask your pastor's permission to fill up your backpack and go under the freeway and meet some homeless people and feed them and ask their needs are and how, you know, be neighbors to them. You don't, it's actually better if you don't ask your pastor's permission because then he'll have his mind will be all his brain will be doing is saying insurance, insurance, insurance. I'm like, it's seriously yeah. so it, the the less barriers the better like the world will not be changed by an official church uh, uh movement or reaction or program it will be changed by all of those millions and billions of christians doing what christ wanted them to do right in front of them mm. whether it's evangelize or serve or or pray and talk to their friend about you guys are really good on this place to be like, I prayed about this and this happened and I want to share it because you're my friend. Uh, and that's powerful stuff and not enough people do that. So when you leave college or when you turn 21 and you're trying to build it, yeah, building an official ministry is good and important and helpful, especially if you're trying to um, get less motivated people, a good community. But what's really needed is, talking to your friend and being like, especially if you're, if you're single or, or brand new, like, Hey, getting a mass buddy, um, going to church with, with people praying and talking to people about it. When people come to me and ask me, how do I start a young adult ministry? I give them the example of uh, a parish out here that they spent a year doing just a um, holy hour, happy hour. Hmm. You, you go pray in front of the Eucharist for an hour. It's, you know, holy hours at seven. Uh, we're going to meet at this bar at eight fifteen. Um, come to either or both. And so the praying happens and the community happens. And when you're gelled together like that, then teaching can happen. Then uh, service can happen. Then social justice can happen. But the, the key is we are friends in Christ. People end up so many of the older generation don't even have that. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of yeah. powerful to notice that. And they, they'll tell me, cause I'll mention in like a talk I give to a parish, um, I say the goal is for everyone in our parish to have a, a, a discipleship friendship, someone they can talk to about their prayer and their spiritual goals. And I mentioned my two friends who are that to me, Michael and Joe. And then like an old lady will come up. She's like, you're so lucky to have that. I'm like, oh, no, I can't have <laughs> oh, the old no. ladies not have that. <laughs> oh, like, so there's a problem kind of generationally too. Like it's, it's not like one generation has the answers uh, and one generation doesn't. It's everyone suffering from, from some version of this. Mm. So address mm-hmm. it to your immediate peers as best you can. Yeah. This is what focus talked about at SLS too, mm-hmm. is if we convert our generation, I mean, we are responsible for our generation and mm. the Christians of our parents' generation are responsible for their generation. So we just have to look, you know, left and right instead of up and down. Well, maybe down, but not as much up mm-hmm. as, as much as left and right, because I think that's where a lot of the real change and a lot of where the real, I don't know, growth will occur, at least in the, mm-hmm. 
in the settings that we're talking about. It's always a good reminder because we always, at least I want to rush in and be like, I'm going to fix everything because I'm on fire. And it's, <laughs> it doesn't work that way. <laughs> no, no. I mean, your neck is designed to look side to side, not necessarily up and only down to pick something up. So, I mean, it's a pretty good analogy. I liked it. Thanks, Patrick. I hurt my neck really bad the other day. I had to massage I bet you did, it. Ethan. What no, were you looking at? Well, I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't looking at anything. I was sitting in the church, and I went like this. You see my arms? You see how they're going? You can see what you we did. do. I we s- all see it. I stretched my arms up like this, and my neck went... Such an impressive sight we are seeing. And then I could only look about 20 degrees to the right and no other direction. It was either straight or slightly askew to my right-hand side. It was the only ways I could look. So, uh, if you're ever thinking... But then, 20 degrees to his right, that's when Ethan saw her. <laughs> <laughs> it's a God thing, Ethan. Her, her name was... God broke your neck, God only so wants you to look wife. that far. Her name was Mary, that- and her statue was just on the left of the altar. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It was perfect. It was. Um... Patrick, do you have you have any other questions for Steve? He's on a bit of a time schedule, so we got we can do like one quicker, like five minute boy. Quicker. We gotta. He didn't want to say quickie. We gotta get. We gotta get um, Steve in the Crunch Bowl. Oh shooters! Oh, sh- and then then he's gone. Shooters. <laughs> I gotta remember all these questions. Steve, have you ever heard of the Crunch Bowl before? Do you, are you aware of what uh, happens? I'm absolutely aware of what happens. Oh. Like, like, I don't listen. It's to this the show. it's the dollar store version of the Catholic hipster hot seat. <laughs> right. And I've been in the Catholic hot seat. It's basically that, but <laughs> so we're not going to ask you about alcohol. It'll be or different. my underwear, right? Or your underwear. Well, we'll see. <laughs> so, first and foremost, what Steve the missionary is your favorite cereal? Um, I guess Special K. If you add raspberries to it, you're an adult. That's I am. I'm sorry. <laughs> what about regular K? Is there is there a regular K? So <laughs> I think it might, unless it just stands for Kellogg. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, we can't wait, say it on the podcast. Whoa. It's trademarked. Oh, shoot. All right, Ethan, Ethan, continue with the crunch bowl. Would you, rather have, one, would you rather have ears on your butt cheeks or a butthole on your forehead? Well, this is new. <laughs> this is a new one. Uh, which way are the ears pointed? They're they're facing <laughs> they're facing directionally, so to receive the most sound if the butthole were pointed out. Or if the butt were pointed out. Do you know what I mean? Oh, no. So, like, do you know where your tailbone is? Yeah. Okay, put the ears there, and then they're facing. So, like, one's going left, one's going right. Oh, like, deep in there. Not. They're not They're not on the, your hips, is what I'm saying. They're, like, on the cheek. Oh, okay. Yeah. Facing out. I, I, want, I want ears on, on my butt cheeks. You want ears on your butt cheeks. No forehead yeah. butthole for you? No forehead butthole for me. All right. Well, that's, that's dis- a really good call. That's disappointing. <laughs> If, if the ears um, were pointed inward, it would have been a much harder decision. That's true. I've always <laughs> wanted to hear what my butt sounded like. <laughs> Think about you it. Just take, like, can you I just take a phone and like hold on. record it? Let me just. I've butt dialed people before. Let they, me just certainly stretch real quick. Like. Because I'm going to see if I can actually. All right. Next question. Next oh, question. Yeah. There's, there's yeah, no yeah, way to get. There's no way to get an ear down there. <laughs> I've tried. Would you rather? Oh boy. Would you rather change genders every time you sneeze or not be able to tell the difference between a muffin and a baby? <laughs> Such a beautiful question. Um, I like it. 
I, I and now Ethan can't I, make fun of me because he mentioned butthole on the podcast. Like, changing genders every time I sneeze just sounds like so adventurous. Yeah. And you're in California, so it's fine. Exactly. Totally. Like, <laughs> no qualms. So I would change genders every time I sneeze. Nice. What would happen if you sneezed in the girl's bathroom when you were a girl and you changed back to a boy and you're like, oh, no, I'm trapped. Oh, if he was in a Target, it'd be fine. I would only go hey. to the bathroom at a Target. Yeah. <laughs> Did I tell the story about how I went into the girls' bathroom accidentally at SLS? Have nope. I told that story? You're on gonna tell it. You're gonna tell it now, though. All right, take it away, Ethan. We're done. <laughs> so I, I, usually, I never use process of elimination to determine which bathroom door to go into. Okay. okay, because I looked to my left and I saw women's bathroom, and I'm like, sweet, that other door must be the men's restroom. <laughs> nope, one bathroom, two entrances. So I walk in and I notice a distinct lack of something. <laughs> and I go, I'm in the wrong bathroom. And so I walk out past my friend, and I'm like, that's a women's restroom. And he just started laughing at me. Did anybody see you? Um, nope, no one. No, yeah, a bunch of women were like, "It's Patrick from the Crunch." No, why? Let's get him. No, no one was. In what there. I'm imagining is you walk in and every stall door opens at once, and they all turn and look at you and they yell, "It's a boy!" And then you have to run, and it's like <laughs> it's like one of those high school movies, and you have to hide. Have to, it's like it's like the camera is like sped up, so it looks like I'm running. Everyone's uh, running faster than they are. Yeah, but we can all just tell that they used iMovie yeah, and they used times two speed. It's fun. They're like throwing tampons at you on your way out. <laughs> you can't say tampons in the podcast, Steve. Steve, this is That's a PG rated podcast. <laughs> yeah, people. Yeah, this is a family friendly show, and for some reason, that's not family friendly. <laughs> Steve, the missionary. We know that you got to get going. Is there anything that you'd like to say before we hop off? Is this where I give like advice, or you can, is this where I promote this? Myself? This can be advice. This can be promo. This can be your phone number. This can be your address. This can be your SSN. This could be. Uh... Uh, well, ladies, call me at <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> uh, my yes, advice to you Steve. is that you log on to YouTube.com/slash Steve the Missionary. Yes, and uh, hit that subscribe button and hit the little bell that notifies you. Notifies you. <laughs> oh, good word! And uh, We're making watch a up. bunch of videos and tell your friends and and Hashtag laugh at my jokes. <laughs> and uh, and then check me out on Twitter because I make a lot of jokes uh, sometimes at Ethan and Pat's expense. That's fair. No, we're it used happens. to it. If I if I couldn't handle it, then I wouldn't use Twitter. Uh, Steve, I can't handle it at Steve at Steve missionary honestly check him out on YouTube his videos are good thank you like (laughs) watch them I one of of the first one of the first explanations of emotional chastity I ever heard was from (laughs) Steve the missionary it was my first impression of Steve if I ever if I'm ever sitting in my room alone and I'm thinking man I really need to see a man in a bathrobe right now I log on to (laughs) youtube.com slash Steve the missionary and I get my fix. If you ever need to watch a man in a bathroom eat a bunch of bacon, uh, <laughs> go find my video last year where I just eat bacon. That's a classic. I think that video changed me. Like, <laughs> my life is on a different trajectory because of that. So, Someone got very mad at me about that video. Really? Why? Yeah, because he was from a diocese that did not get ex- exempt. <laughs> And, salt. and then he was like, I have students that I'm trying to teach the gospel, and you are leading them to sin. Take this video down. I'm like, oh, no. okay. Because the worst thing that can happen is kids think that they're exempt from a feast day when they're actually not. It's not like, whatever. I don't care. I'm over yeah, it. It was hilarious.
I'm over it already. I'm, yeah, well, I was into it. Eden, you got Crunch of the Week for us? Uh, no, I don't because this is an interview and we never do Crunch of the Week on interviews. Patrick. What? Why would oh we make gosh, Why right would we now? make Steve sit here and listen to a review of our podcast that we just invited him on to? And then no. That's a good that's a good point. It is a good point. Folks, I have good if, audience. If sense. you notice that we never do Crunch of the What? Can I review your podcast? Can that Can I be your Crunch of the Week? Yeah, le- drop yes. one real quick. Sweet. Uh 4 out of 5 stars. <laughs> Ethan and Pat talk about co- No, that's a good thing. Like I'm being honest. Oh. <laughs> I okay. hear the Bible 9 out of 10, remember? <laughs> my review of the Bible. Um, Ethan and Patrick talk about cool college things from a really great Catholic perspective. They're obviously really good friends, and it helps the podcast very much, and it goes by really fast. The the end. Thank you, Steve. That's very You're nice. Welcome. Except me and Patrick aren't friends, so you kind of missed that one up a little bit. That's I'm a lie. This so whole upset. thing is the product of your like bromance. <laughs> It kind of, it, no, it is. It is a product of our romance. Because every time Patrick says, dude, we're friends, right? He, I just have to tell him. I have to let him down easy, you know? I have to let him down easy. Hey, we we had a very pleasant time at SLS, Ethan. We we're did. friends now. We, I drank a PBR and you watched. That was just friendship wow. right I there. drank something too. It was just non-alcoholic. Attaboy, Two more months. Two more months to the day. Oh, yeah, yeah. sick. Uh... This is very good, Steve. Just want to thank you for coming on such short notice once more. Thanks for having me on uh, such short notice. This was really fun. This whole episode flew by really quick. Um, mm-hmm. If you ever need somebody to come on to your YouTube, um, I've got a good face that says words sometimes. Uh, just throwing that out there. So just think about it. Don't You don't have to. It's no, no pressure at all. Um, Fly out any day. Oh, I'd love to put you on the video we'll see maybe spring break who knows anyway patrick patrick you got anything else for steve or the people nope i got nothing but mariel's texting me making fun of our spanish from last week's episode anyway all right (laughs) thank you all for listening (laughs) please pray for us we'll be praying for you and we will see you on the twitters